Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hello, Sherry. How are you doing today? I am well. Actually, I have these new calluses forming on my fingertips from learning how to play the ukulele. Really? Is this a new instrument to you? It is, and it's so much fun. I'm learning online. I'm actually learning with a group of Filipino seniors. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> awesome. I actually had a trial run with one several years ago when the children were little. One of my family members at the retirement home thought it might be something that would spark an interest. Unfortunately, <laughs> there was <laughs> After a few days, I took it back and said, thank you very much. <laughs> However, they all ended up playing wind instruments. Okay. Yeah. So that was, you know, they did pretty well, actually. They were in their school bands and so forth. That's fun. Except my daughter. But <laughs> yeah. So did you know that music is really good for your brain? I mean, I, I did. I, I knew that music was good for your brain, but I've been doing a little bit more reading about it lately. And that's why I thought it would be fun to chat about music today and what it can do for your brain. So we're going to invite our friends to get comfortable and we're going to chat about music today. Wonderful. So Sherry, one of my favorite saying is that music is a universal language and it affects everyone either negatively or positively, depending on what you like and you know what type of music is playing at the time. Research has shown that listening to music can reduce anxiety, blood pressure, and pain, as well as improve sleep quality, mood, mental alertness, and memory. I love that. Um, I also read that when 13 older adults took piano lessons, their attention, memory, and problem-solving abilities improved, along with their moods and quality of life. So you don't have to become a pro, you just have to take a few lessons. So, <laughs> Christiana, do you want to learn a new instrument? Yes, of course. I would love to learn to play the piano. I read really? that yeah, <laughs> I can okay. play a few keys, you know, I can play the ABCs, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also read that although music provides great benefit to listeners, that people who play music have double effect, that it literally lights up their brains. So what we're going to do is we're going to add this to our list of things we're doing since I took up to grade eight with piano. Oh, you did? Ooh. I did. So we can, you know, Hawaiian dance and swim and play the piano. Piano teacher. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> or we can, F, and after I teach you how to play piano, then we can do duets with yeah, the ukulele and the piano. That would be awesome. And at least that will, you know, be treated to this <laughs> impressive. <laughs> anyway. So, but um, actually, John Hopkins researchers have had dozens of jazz performers and rappers 
improvised music while lying down inside of an fmri that is a functional magnetic resonance imaging machine to watch and see which areas of their brains light up music is structural mathematical and architectural it's based on relationships between one note and the next you may not be aware of it but your brain has to do a lot of computing to make sense of it I think I know because that is why I'm not coordinated <laughs> to play the piece as it should be played. So don't you think? I don't know, Christiana. I think you're very talented and you would definitely learn how to play the piano if you put the work. You so, think? yes, definitely. My but brain I struggles with putting those <laughs> coordinations together. Oh, you can learn it. No problem. Just one step at a time. It's simple. Okay. <laughs> but I love hearing about our brain being like that. Well, that music is mathematical and architectural. It makes it sound so amazing, but complex. I don't know. I don't know. But it's very simple. You can learn how to play piano for sure. Okay. But I also love what music does for our brains. I think it's incredible. But did you know, Christiana, that listening to music that is not from your era can help jumpstart creativity? Mm. So this means you need to listen to your children's music or the music that your parents listen to. You know what? I have music from my children's generation pad down. I have no choice. I, I mean, I am exposed to it every day. The only thing, though, it has to be clean because there are too many swear words into this music. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to know that even though you receive health benefits from music that you like and music that appeals to you, that music that is unappealing can actually cause you to have stress. It includes no way. <laughs> That's so crazy. I didn't even consider that. Yes, it does. And that's why some people can be very angry when music is playing, especially, you know, the new music, right? So some people get upset, you know, they don't get it. So, yeah. So, but did you know also that music can help you recall memory? For example, listening to a specific song might help you remember the day you graduated from high school. And when you met that special someone, you know how you have your song, right? Yeah. And also trigger an emotional response of happiness or sadness. Maybe the music that was playing when you broke up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I mean, music is so impactful and I have to say, like, U2, like the band U2, um, always reminds me of my summers at camp. And there are definitely songs, too, that take me back to my travels. So, yeah, I can see how music can definitely help you recall memory. Yeah, and much more than that, much more than sparking creativity and helping us to recall memories, music has also been used for therapy with anyone, but mostly with older adults with Alzheimer's. Oh, that's pretty amazing. So tell me more about this. There are two main types of music therapy, active or receptive. You don't need musical talent, so anyone can participate. 
with the active music therapy, you're actively involved. It usually involves, you know, playing some instruments, dancing or singing. This type of activity encourages physical stimulation that can be beneficial for physical health. Whereas receptive music therapy involves periods of time for mindful listening and typically involves curated, recorded or live music. The song of choice also reflect the person's culture, generation and personal experiences. Okay, so that sounds quite doable for anyone. I know that music helps or encourages us to move. And so that makes sense, like seeing so many people that are plugged in while they're at the gym. I mean, when I'm at the gym, I listen to audiobooks and podcasts, but I know a lot of people around me are listening to, you know, maybe quick or fast paced music, especially when they're doing cardio at the gym. Yeah, that's exactly what music therapy helps you do. It encourages people to move. And when you move, you increase your heart rate and get some cardiovascular exercise benefits. This can in turn improve muscle, bone density, flexibility, balance, and coordination, as well as mood improvement. So music can do everything, Christiana. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> so amazing, right? I mean, it's, it's so encouraging. So I know, like, some people will like pump up the music in their house and they'll just dance around the house cleaning or just getting their steps in and, and increasing their heart rate. I think the power of music is incredible. It is indeed, but there is more. <laughs> your attention to music can ease pain and lessen stress too. Like a lot of people that are suffering from cancer and just chronic pain, music actually really helps them, but it has to be the right music otherwise, you know. Right, right. Now I learn. Some yeah. music stresses people out. <laughs> so playing music or listening to music helps you breathe rhythmically. This can also improve your respiratory health and wow help you release body tension by triggering the happy hormones like dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and all of this positively impacts your overall health and quality of life. Depression and dementia are common diseases among older adults. Music therapy is actually very important for these individuals to help improve you know, their moods and the quality of their lives. And also, like, it has such powerful effects on depression. I think this is, is, like, such great news. I mean, and encouraging. I'm just thinking about, like, this virtual ukulele class, this music class that I do with the Filipino seniors every week is actually so much more than them just learning how to play a new instrument. Mm-hmm. You know, their brains are being stimulated. And often when we're playing, we're singing the song too. And that's improving their respiratory health and, and releasing all those amazing happy hormones. Yes, yes, indeed. It's a wonderful thing that you are doing. Like I, I can just tell from your expression that you are enjoying it greatly. So. I am. And now that I'm like, oh my goodness, it's doing such good things for the seniors. Yeah, it's wonderful and even when you are singing off key it doesn't matter oh, yes, yeah. yeah that would be me for sure <laughs> it's a good thing my, it's a good thing my mic is off right in the class in the zoom class so they can't hear 
So, okay, let's get back to music and Alzheimer's. So okay. Music is linked to memory. And as you go through life, you likely associate certain songs, artists, and genres with major milestones and events like we talked about before. I just want to say that we were laughing before when I said music, you know, can trigger a breakup. And we were not laughing at breakups. I just want to correct that. But it's just that it's one of the ill effects that, you know, it can help you have happy memories or bad memories, right? Right, right. For adults with dementia. So, um... Alzheimer's disease, you know, affects, you know, certain parts of your brain, especially your um, short-term memory, but that long-term memory, you know, sort of stays with you. And I have one of my residents, this lady, she enjoys singing. She used to sing all the time. And if she has been in palliative care for the past several years, it's, it's a blessing that she's still with us. But whenever I start to sing with her, it's a long way to temporary. You should see her light up and, oh gosh, she's got a beautiful voice. So I let her just take over, right? But she loves it and she sings it. But I find that recently she's starting to forget the words, but she still has the tune pat down, you know? Oh, wow. And then she comes back and she really, really belts it out. Yeah. At the end of every session, she will say, thank you. That was so nice, you know. So I really enjoy doing that with her. Whenever yeah. I go into that house, the first thing I do, I go to her. We sing a couple of songs. And My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean is another one that she loves. <laughs> so musical memories often go untouched by Alzheimer's disease. Like, and I think there was something that was sort of circulating on LinkedIn and social media recently about that lady who was a ballerina. And then she had been chronically ill, like she's in a nursing home. And then they started playing this music. I can't remember what it was. And suddenly her hands went up and she started to do yeah ballet moves it was such a beautiful thing that was so beautiful yeah so music is so powerful and not only in triggering memory but also in reducing stress anxiety depression and uh, agitation especially for those of us that are mothers you know that you know there are certain songs you will play that will you know help your baby calm down or parents with babies that are colicky you know, yeah. music can also help to soothe them. So it's just amazing, the power of Yeah, it is. I mean, the power of music is so amazing, right? And so, and I, I think too that this it's interesting that musical memory sticks and that it's often untouched by people who are living with Alzheimer's. That's so amazing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And so like, even again, talking about people with Alzheimer's and other types of dementia, although they may find it hard to communicate, and this often leads to isolation and depression, music provides a way for them to express and communicate with their caregivers. I know that one of the most important programs that I have in my home is music and dancing. You know, it doesn't matter who, you just see them moving, dancing to me. It's just a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, yeah. Familiar music helps those with Alzheimer's, you know, maintain a grasp on experiences and their identities. So music therapy helps them to keep that hold on reality and things that bring them joy. So while there's no cure, music therapy can at least improve the quality of life for people with Alzheimer's and other types of dementia. 
Oh, I think that's so beautiful. So sharing music with our loved ones can help them feel more at ease and help them to communicate better and be more expressive. And I love this because it's just so easy to do. I mean, it's so easy to pull out our smartphones with the internet. So it's everything is so easily accessible to find music that, you know, our, our senior loved ones would find palatable and enjoyable, right? Music that they're, that's not gonna stress them out. So it's just so easy to do for us to help improve everybody's mood. Absolutely. I'm sure that our listeners have learned something as well as we have, Sherry, Mm -hmm. that this may reawaken musical interests or at least just, you know, trying to play an instrument or learn something new. And I hope that we'll all find time in our busy days to listen to music just a little bit. Smell the roses, listen (laughs) to music, right? (laughs) Right, right. I mean, I learned that maybe I should share more of a variety of music with my mom to help stimulate creativity in her brain. Or maybe I should teach her how to play the ukulele also. (laughs) Enroll in your class, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for one, right? <laughs> and personally, seeing as I do not wish to leave any benefits on the table, I'm going to take from playing the piano more seriously so that I'm not only benefiting from listening, I'm going to have my brain completely lit up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. I love that idea. Yes. yes. But the ukulele is not for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, Christiana. Friday, trust first me. piano first piano okay right so until the next time i'm christiana eggy and i'm sherry marie chu see you next time on forever young until then keep smiling and listening to music because <laughs> <laughs> you're never too old to become younger the forever young podcast is created and produced by christiana eggy and sherry marie chu and it is produced and engineered by elise hill The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.